What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Ours and Yours podcast. We are so freaking excited to have you here. That's that's like my catch line. Yeah. This is Sienna. And this is Big Daddy Warbucks. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hope you're having a good day today. We have a lot to catch you up on. Yes. It's been a while since we last talked. Yeah. No, check it out. So we are recording this episode two weeks after the last time we recorded. Yeah. So we have a lot to catch you up on. Um, But before we do that, we just want to remind you to subscribe to our podcast, follow the show, wherever you're listening to this on, join our community. So that way we can have a double date with you. So that way you're locked in every week. To the coolest freaking double date, (laughs) this side of the Mississippi. Put it on the schedule. Yes. We want to be on there with the Kardashians, with Survivor, with whatever the heck you're watching. Well, yeah. And all your activities. Yeah. Fit us in to your schedule like you'd fit the gym in or a doctor's appointment. And if you're anything like Josh Clary, you always make sure that you're in at the gym. <laughs> I'm just joking. That's dumb. All right, everybody. So tonight, we are going to be talking about 10 tips of advice that we both wish that we knew before we got married. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of like. If you're engaged or dating or even if you're not, this is just like 10 things that like people don't normally like tell you about marriage. And some of them might be like, like one or two of mine are kind of cliche, but this is the Josh and Sienna, 10 from Josh, 10 from Sienna, things that we wish we knew. And we haven't talked about this, so I don't know what Sienna put and she doesn't know what I put. So it's kind of fun that way. It'll be fun revealing that later. Make sure to stay to the end of this episode so you can figure out how to get our free summer date night PDF download. It's called Summer 11, 20 Dates for Two, curated by Josh and Sienna. So these are just 20 freaking awesome dates uh, that you can do, 10 of which you can do at home, 10 of which you can do going out, right? Yeah. Yeah. And some of them are super, super fun. We've done a couple this summer. We're not going to tell you which ones. If you want to know how to have the best dang summer of your life as far as dating, you want to mix things up. You don't want to just do the normal sitting in bed, reading your books separately. Wait till the end of the just podcast. Just kidding. They're on their phones. Yeah, They're not that's, reading. That's true. No one reads anymore. <laughs> All right. You ready? Like we said earlier, we have a lot to catch up on. So keeping up with the Clarys. Your favorite segment. Time to commence. All right. So I'm going to start this off, okay, with just kind of some updates, okay? So in the last podcast that you listened to about the old fight, you kind of hear me complain and saying- I cut that out. You cut that out? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, listen, there was some clues in the the last podcast. You didn't know this because Sienna cut it out. I was complaining. I'm like, man, I don't feel good. (laughs) I feel like I'm at a six. In pain. In pain. It's like, that doesn't happen to me very often. And immediately following that podcast, right? You started to tear down. And I'm like, oh, when I stood up and I was like in such pain, I was like, I'm going to go poop and shower. Yeah, you could barely walk. I could. But I was like, if I take a hot shower, maybe that will help. Like, this is super weird. This never happened. And And also, you didn't say you were a six in pain. You said you were a nine. No, you said 10 out of 10. Yeah, I was like, I'm 10 out of 10. And I said... Childbirth is 10 out of 10. Are you really 10 out of 10? You said, no, I'm a six. Uh, yeah, so I dropped it to a six. <laughs> I walk into the bathroom, and I go to go number two, and I sit down, 
and like I feel like I'm gonna pass out. Like I legitimately felt like I was gonna pass out from pain, Sienna. So I came, I hobbled into the bedroom, and then now I want you to tell from your perspective because it was all wild. You like went to lay down in the bed, and you're just like in so much pain. You couldn't get comfortable, and you're like ah ah. And I was like, oh, oh, I was like, I can't breathe. Like, and I like got you some pain medicine. Wasn't helping. And then I was like, well, I don't know. Like I was Googling stuff of like what it could be. And I was like, you're probably fine. Like you probably pulled a muscle or something. Yeah. And you're like, it'll be fine. It's going to heal up naturally in like the next week. Mm-hmm. And I thought I had a blood clot. Yeah. And I was freaking out. And I'm like, no, listen, Sienna this is really bad. Like I'm going to die. We have to call an ambulance yeah, now. You, you thought you were going to die. I was like, we have to call an ambulance. I was, I, and listen, that doesn't happen to Josh Clary very dang often that I'm in like pain. And I've never said to Sienna in our whole relationship, like we need to call an ambulance. You ever. have to come on like twice. What? Yeah. When? Yeah. Like once before in this house, I promise. Because of me having pain. Remember the other day when I called the nurse and I was like, should we go into the ER? Remember? Yeah. What was that about? I don't remember. You're sick with something. I had an allergic reaction. Was it? Remember? Oh, yeah. That's different. Like that. I'm just saying. You said I never say that. I guess that's true. I had a freak (laughs) accident where my lips swelled up and I looked like freaking Kylie Jenner. Like (laughs) it was dumb. Oh, anyway. So. I'm freaking out. I'm dying. I tell Sienna I have a blood clot in my leg. So we have to rush. We didn't end up calling an ambulance because I was like, I'll just get you there faster. Yeah. So we rushed. I had to like hobble Josh out to the car. And I'm like, at this point, I'm screaming in pain. Oh, yeah. I'm like crying, screaming. screaming. Like I can't walk. I can't pick up my leg. Yeah. We had to call someone. It was like late at night. It was like 10 or 11 or something like like that. And we had to call someone, and they had to come to our house to watch our kids, like, sit with here so I could take Josh to the hospital. And long, long story short, a lot happened. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Like, we went to the ER. They gave up. They, they, well, they couldn't freaking get my thing in. Yeah, they couldn't get your IV in. You were in so much pain. And then... I was freaking out. They thought it was kidney stones. It wasn't kidney stones. It wasn't stones. kidney stones. So then they thought it was a blood clot. They and gave they, me a shot in my stomach. Yeah, for blood thinner, but they it, we ended up staying overnight and to do more tests the next day. They wanted to do a sonogram to see how many blood clots or where the blood clot was. If it was a blood clot. If it was a blood clot. So they did that. They didn't see a blood clot, and then they did an MRI, and this is where it gets interesting. <laughs> well, so the doctor comes in, and he's, like, super confused. He's like, were you, like, in a car wreck recently? Or did something traumatic happen? And I was like, no. He's like, well, kind of looks like you broke something off in your hip. <laughs> I was like, what? So the MRI showed, long story short, and we don't need to go too much in detail, but like uh, something broke off in my hip socket. It's like the size of a marble. Or my- it, but it, they didn't see anywhere where it broke off from. Yeah. So they even said you could have been born with it. Yeah. So they yeah. don't know. And, um, Long story short, it filled up with inflammation, fluid, liquid, or fluid, yeah. and the fluid was causing excruciating pain. Yeah, and, and you were on morphine and fentanyl all okay, night I don't long. know if you can say that. Why? Yeah, I guess it's fine. I was on, yeah, you're Morphine right. and fentanyl all night long, every like three hours. Yeah, it was like back, 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 
and it still did not help your and pain. Listen, I'm not <laughs> someone that likes medicine like that. Like that stuff freaks me out. But like it didn't even help at first. Remember? Yeah, it wasn't until like twelve hours later yeah. where you started feeling a little better. And well, when they gave me that harder medicine, I just fell asleep. Yeah. And that was perfect because if I fell asleep, then I was good. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, it was no. crazy and like our kids, like I'm so thankful for everybody who helped us Jeez, with yes. our kids because there was a lot of moving parts involved with all of that. And we have, okay, yeah, we just have the best freaking friends. We have the best family and we just have the best support system. Very seriously, thankful. seriously on days when I like ever doubt my support system, I'm gonna honestly think yeah. about this. People like, came and saw you. They oh my gosh. brought us food. They we you know multiple hospital stays. Yeah. watching our kids. Yeah. just taking Friends care. Sent you, uh, Alyssa sent you that five bucks for coffee just yeah. to be sweet. Like that that's so nice. cool. Yeah. Um, so, but then so you were in the hospital for like uh, so let's say Wednesday night until you got really Saturday. Yeah. So should we just really fast like so yeah. day by day really fast just like Wednesday I went in. 11 p.m. I stayed the night because they want to check for blood clots. Didn't have blood clots. And then Thursday, they're like, we're going to take you to a different hospital because you're going to have to get that liquid pulled out to make sure it doesn't have an infection. Right? So then they're like, we're going to transport you. I ate breakfast that day. I ate bacon. I ate some fruit. And I think that's it. And then they're like, you can't eat again because we're transferring you <laughs> ASAP. And you might have to have surgery today. I was like, okay, cool. They transfer me that night at like 11 something yeah. at night to a different hospital i go by ambulance it's about 45 minutes away you're starving i'm starving i'm <laughs> hangry okay now it's friday it's like midnight i'm at this new hospital they're great i go to sleep i wake up i'm starving i have not eaten since 11 a.m the day before big boys like to eat they do surgery that day they put me under it was very scary i was super emotional we'll probably upload some pictures of me crying or something as little teasers for you all yeah so make sure to follow us on Instagram at ours.yours.podcast. And yeah. we, we will post some some funny stuff. <laughs> we so, have some good pictures. Yeah, I was a mess. So then Friday, I have the surgery. Friday night, Sienna goes home. My mom stays with me. And there's this crazy thunderstorm. It's a disaster. There's tornadoes in towns around us. The wind's blowing like crazy. And we're in the hospital. I feel a little bit better, but I still feel like crap. Power goes out at like 7 o'clock. AC stops working. My room got up to like 78 degrees. I'm drenching in sweat, like just laying in this room with my mom. It was awful. But I got to hang out with my mom and bear, so that was cool. <laughs> Saturday, I did some physical therapy. I came home. Yes. Boom. Ever since then, you've just been recovering with crutches and a walker. It was something. And then today... Approximately two weeks later, I got cleared. So that's cool. Yeah. But I'm getting referred to another surgeon. Probably going to have to have another surgery. Might have early onset arthritis. Who knows? Lots to come. We'll tell you all the tea in the coming months. But in the, the, coming podcasts. the thing is still in your hip. Yep. It's still floating in there. So that was our whole crazy hospital experience. There was a lot more details in there, but too much to cover. Yep. That'd be an hour long portion. It could be a whole episode within itself. Ooh, spicy. What? What to do for your spouse during a hospital stay. You got out on Saturday. Correct. So that was the 4th of July weekend. Yep. And so it kind of stink, stunk that you were out 
for that weekend. And, like, yeah. we didn't necessarily get to celebrate the way we thought we would. Right. You also already took Monday off of work, mm-hmm. the third. So we were going to do fun stuff, but we ended up, like, that was good to have off anyway because you're still recovering. But we still did fun stuff on the third. Yes. So you got to, you got out and about. We went to my mom's house. Yeah. So realistically, like I was bedridden basically on Saturday. So Sunday you were bedridden too. Mm-hmm. Monday was the third. We went to my mom's house. Yes. Which you sat in the lawn chair basically all night and watched the fireworks. You couldn't light any off or anything, was, which made you sad. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's super exciting to see your kids having a good time, but, like, I wanted to be the one running with my son, putting fireworks off, and yeah, snuggling up to Cove and stuff like that. But Which Covey girl did sit on your lap? Yeah, she did. Lot. She ended up coming up. That was cool. So, on the 4th, we took crew to the parade. Well, crew. and Cove. And Cove. Yeah, we have two kids, <laughs> so everyone knows. Sorry, Cove just doesn't, she doesn't enjoy that stuff yet, but... No. We took them to the parade, and then we went to the community lunch here in our town. Yeah. And... Then we went on a date night to just watch the fireworks ourselves that night. And you guys, when it rains, it pours, literally and figuratively. Listen, it was just, it was bound to be a disaster from the jump. Like, our 4th of July is always perfect. Like, it's literally (laughs) one of, it's probably, it is my favorite top three favorite holidays probably top two i love the fourth of july so freaking much and i love getting to talk about this because on social media we always just post yeah we have a a post where we do the same picture at the same place we retake it every year yeah at the same place and it's kind of our thing and i feel like people kind of look forward to seeing it i don't know maybe no maybe it's just me but i feel like people like are like oh i can't wait to see your picture this year i literally on one of the comments like this last year it was like i literally love this tradition every year (laughs) yeah so it's fun but i like being able to kind of expand on it and like give you guys the behind the scenes right of what goes on on our fourth of july's so this is our date on the fourth of july sienna's mom came over to watch the kids and we were trying to decide if we wanted to eat Mexican again. Hey, we're eating out. Um, or if we wanted to go to Pizza Hut. We decided to go to Pizza Hut because that's kind of like our tradition. Like we yeah. always go to Pizza Hut on the 4th of July, which is a super weird thing, but whatever. It works. It's what we did when we were in high school. So like. Yeah. Because it was in our small town. So. Yeah. Anyways, we get there. A little late. We're oh, running a little yeah, late. Yeah, a little bit late. Yeah, yeah. Not Nothing too crazy, but like n- later than normal. And I think that we did that almost on not on purpose, because, like, I think your mom got here a little bit later than we thought. No, she got here on time. But I just we said also, later. like, changed the time because we weren't going to be hanging out down there as much. Yeah, yeah. because we were just kind of going to drive in since Josh couldn't really. I was at the walker at that point. Yeah, he couldn't really walk around too much. So we were just kind of going to drive in and just watch. So, yeah, we didn't want to come, like, an hour early like we normally do. Mm-hmm. So, we, yeah, we're trying to just get there on time. Yeah, because, like, normally we'll walk around, we'll see all the people, we'll people yeah. watch, we'll get popcorn, maybe pie with ice cream if I want some, like, stuff like that. Like, it's yeah. super fun. So, we get to Pizza Hut. Yeah, we get to Pizza Hut, and there's this person there. <laughs> and, and okay. Oh, my god. His nickname. Let's just say the nickname, because we do have a nickname for him. Yeah, I think that's fine. His nickname is the train conductor. Yeah, so it's this person that we met. It's like one of the first times we went. Like, yeah, maybe year two, maybe three. I think it might have been the first. Time. It might have been the first year. This guy comes up to Sienna and he's like, what's your favorite book? And Sienna, like, I don't <laughs> I'm know. I'm like why in you, high school. I don't know. why You were kind of rude to him. You're like, I don't read. 
I don't. I hate reading. He's like, well, what's your favorite book you've ever read? And you're like, I've never read a book. <laughs> it's true. Oh, man. It, it was true The then. American education system has failed. Um, all right. Anyways, go ahead. But anyway, he talked our ears off all night that night. Yeah, it, well, he was sitting in there, and I was like, I, t- I told Sienna, I said. No, I was talking about the oh, first night. yeah, that first night. Yeah, he, no, he talked forever. Yeah. He talked the- for, like, what, like, 45 minutes. Yeah, like our whole fireworks show. Like, we couldn't leave him either. Yeah. yeah, anyway, he gave us these sketchy bottles of water. And we thought, you didn't drink it. We thought fine. he poisoned it, which, looking back now. That was so nice of him. Seriously. That was really nice. <laughs> like, they were literally brandy bottles of water. Anyway. We were being scared, dumb kids. Yeah. So, anyway, we walk into Pizza Hut, and Josh is like, Sienna? It's the train conductor. And I'm like, it's been 10 years. I'm like, there's no way he's still around. And you've said that before. Like, right. you're like, oh, the train conductor's here. Yeah. And I was like, whatever. Anyway, so Josh was like, pick where you want to sit. And I'm like, okay. So Sienna's like, let me sit right next to the train conductor. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck are you? Like, I have nothing against <laughs> this dude. Like, he's he's actually a really nice older he guy. He is like, nice. He's super sweet, actually. And Sienna says right next to him at the table, right next to him, because she thinks it's not him. Yeah. And what happened, Sienna? He talked our ear off the whole date. The whole date. I literally didn't even get to talk to you. No, like literally. For, I mean, maybe you talked. For, like, we might have talked for like 10 minutes. Oh, I doubt it. You doubt it? I yeah. think it was like five minutes. And I even like, I, I was like, all right, I'm going to go to the restroom and like <laughs> just see like maybe if, you know. and He gets a hint. Yeah. Oh. But listen, I think that. In, like, some capacity, and I really, like, we wanted our date and everything. I feel like he needed someone to talk to. Yeah. He needed a person. He was kind of sad. His spirits were down yeah, at first. His yeah, his spirits were down. And then by the end of it, I feel like he was kind of happy. <laughs> well, yeah. But anyway, so our date kind of got third wheel. Yeah, a we got, bit. got third wheel. Uh, and then, so, we go out to the car. Oh, Gosh. And we got Sonic on the way there. So yeah. like so I'm so I'm so excited for my vanilla Dr. Pepper that I get to drink uh-huh. and sip on on the way to fireworks. Yep. And guess what? What happened, Sienna? Josh hit it with his crutch, apparently. On the way out or in or something. And my straw poked through the bottom. And it's like flooding and filled inside the, of our it filled the cup holder uh-huh. with Dr. Pepper. And it's it's not a good situation because if you lift it up, then it's just gonna spill more and overflow. Yep. But you have to clean it up somehow. So we had to have the Pizza Hut employee come help us. Well, we literally okay, so we didn't have to. I asked her because I, I knew her, and so I asked her if she had some kind of rag or something that we could use. And long story short, we were good to go. She brought us out some stuff, helped us clean it up, which was really nice of her too. Can you shut that off? Yeah. Just mute my computer. Yeah. That was super nice of her. We love that. But so. so then that happened. And we're like, okay, that's fine. Oh, and when we were checking out, they're like, oh, yeah. The, like, emergency radio was going out saying, there's a thunderstorm coming in. So we have a thunderstorm warning. Yeah. Thunderstorm warning. So we're like, uh oh. We're like, it's never freaking rained on it us. Really it really hasn't it rained. It really hasn't. And this is the 11th year of us going. Yeah. Actually, I think this was our 12th. No, no, it's our 11. Yeah, sorry. 11th. Um, yeah, so we're like, uh oh. So we like start driving and it's looking a little stormy. Well, and then all these lightning bolts. Remember? Yeah, a like, ton of lightning. Oh. 
There's so much. And so I'm like driving fast because at this point we're like running late because well, our no. dinner took long. Yeah, we were. We were running late in general. Well, was we were like running nine. late as in like, it was like nine something, but the fireworks weren't supposed to start until 10. Right. But like, I would have liked to be there a little bit early. Yeah, it's like, like 30 a, minutes or something. It's like, like a 25 minute drive-ish yeah. or something like that. Yeah. It's like, you know what I mean? So anyway, I was like already hurrying a little bit. And then Josh is like, I'm just going to check and make sure that they're not like starting early. So you hop on Facebook and they're like, we're starting early at 915. Yeah, it's like nine o'clock now. We're like, oh, shoot. So we're like bus, like getting over. The- oh, it was 930 is what time it was supposed to start. Oh, okay. So we're like, we're still going to make it, you know, but we're going to get there like 10 minutes early. Well, we get there at like 913. Oh, yeah. And they started it at 915. Just they started it early. Yeah. And so like we had no time. And then it did start to like lightly sprinkle while yeah. the show was going on but they rushed through the oh, show yeah they were slamming i felt it. bad for them it was still a good show but they did have to rush it it was what sucks is that it was such a good show yeah you, like i think it probably would have been their best one we've ever been to yeah it gets better yeah. every year it does it really does they do these giant fireballs that get you and i love it when they I get love you. It. i literally <laughs> love it so. um, but then on our way home it was like wasn't it oh my gosh Oh, yeah, we couldn't see. I forgot. So it wasn't that bad until we got to the gas station. When we got to the gas station, it was, like, pouring. And I really wanted a Dr. Pepper to redeem my vanilla Dr. Pepper because I was really looking forward to that drink. So we go into the gas station. And I'm on crutches. I can't move fast at all. And you ran way too fast into the... I went way too fast. To get out of the rain. It wasn't even rain. It was, like, down. It It was was downpour. So we're freezing and wet inside the gas station. We're like, should we just wait in here? Because it was pouring. We did not want to go back out to our car. We waited like 15 minutes. We waited like, I think it was like 10 minutes in the gas station. And then we're like, all right, it's not letting up. Like, let's just go to the car. So we get soaked again, getting in the car. We're shivering. Again, Josh is on crutches. He's hobbling. He can barely move anyways. And now I'm in pain because I was already in pain and yeah. I ran, which was dumb. Not ran, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And so we drove home and it was the worst rain I've ever driven in in my life. I could barely see the road. Everybody was pulled over. But I was like, we really need to get back because like my mom's there and it's like late. And Josh is tired and exhausted. Yeah, he's in pain. Good. I was like, we, we're getting home. So I was, like, driving, like, 30, 40, 50 miles an hour in the rain. I could barely see anything. It was dangerous. I was very scared. But we made it home safely. Yeah. Thank God. Yes. Oh, so that was our 4th of July. Okay. Sweet. What happened on the 5th of July? Do you remember? No. I worked from home. Oh. You did? Yeah. 4th of July was Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, I worked from home. And then you went back in Thursday? I went back in Thursday, yes. Oh, my god! Now, looking back on it, I had a very, very important meeting that Friday that I had to be at. It was crucial. Um, and I couldn't zoom in for it. I needed to be at work. Um, so I went in Thursday. Bad idea. Actually, I worked from home Wednesday. That was a bad idea. I shouldn't have done it. <laughs> I was exhausted, tired, didn't feel good. Thursday, I went into work. Shouldn't have done it. Didn't go well. Friday, I went to work. So, Friday was one week post-surgery. One week surgery. post-surgery. And it didn't go awful. I remember I was, like, kind of tired. And I was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, but my 
my injury wasn't hurting anymore. It was just really sore, I think, at this point. So I'm like, you know what? Things are going to turn around for me. Friday night, I get home. I'm optimistic. And guess what? Boom. I start feeling sick. Yeah. <sighs> so he got sick with strep. Yep. We had to go to urgent care that weekend. Yep. <laughs> to get antibiotics. So listen, Saturday was so bad. Like, it was so bad. I was in bed, and I was like, gosh, dang it. I'm like bedridden. You were in I, bed all I weekend. literally so mad because it's like, I, I want to feel better. I'm starting to feel better. I went to work. I'm going to be able to hang out with family. Boom. Friday night, I feel like crap. We put the kids down. I go to bed. Yeah. I think I had a fever Friday night, too. That was the shiver night. Yeah, you had a, you've had you had a fever, a headache, oh vomit, like not vomiting, but nausea. And then Saturday, a sore throat. dude, Saturday, it felt like a gargled glass. Ugh. And it was so bad. And I was like so discouraged. Sunday morning, I woke up and I was like, Sienna, I know that it's dumb to go to urgent care, but I'm telling you right now, we are going to, we have got to go to urgent care because I am tired of not feeling good. And I will not start feeling better until I take antibiotics to get rid of the strep. So I went to urgent care. Sienna drops me off. She goes and does fun stuff. But I get tested. And guess what? Strep. Thankfully, I don't think anybody else in our family got it. I had a mild sore throat, but like nothing crazy. Do you think it was strep looking back on it? I have no idea. I don't think so. Like strep is really bad. But like I did have a sore throat a little bit. So I don't know. Man, it literally felt like a gargle glass. And I was down. I was like fatigued. Yeah. I felt sick. You I, still are tired, you said. Yeah. I did. We had a fight tonight about whether or not we we're going to podcast because I got so tired, even though I love podcasting. So. <laughs> but um, so that was, yeah, this past weekend, Monday, you stayed home. Bedridden. Still. Yeah. In freaking bed. Yeah. And, and then, I had another really important Monday meeting that I couldn't miss. And guess what? Yeah. I didn't go. Yeah. And then Tuesday, you went back to work. Yep. And then that was yesterday. And then now today's Wednesday. Yes. And yesterday was a really bad day. <laughs> it was really bad. You got just some bad news. Bad on news. On bad news. Bad news on top of bad health stuff. And, uh, you know, I was like going to be laying around. I told you, and I'm like, well, if I get this news today, then I'm going to be in a bad mood for the rest of the day. So just prep for that. And let me have my one day to be angry and upset. And I don't really think that was a problem. Nope. I think that, you know, you kind of were a little hard on me and you're like, you can just waste your day then if you want. And I was like, no, listen, I want one day to be angry. And you were cool. You were eventually like, yeah, you know what? Take your day, baby. Like you can be angry. Like I'm be your cheerleader. And then I got home and then my little crewster was just so happy (laughs) to see me. And he like ran up to me and he's like, we're going to go get Sonic, baby. (laughs) And Cove, I remember like, even that day, Cove was like, she wanted me. Yeah. She wanted her dad. She loves seeing you. She does. It makes me so happy. It melts me. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I could be pissed off and like angry about something that happened at work. Or I can just spend time with my family and have a good night. Yeah. And what did we do? We had a good night. I had a bad night. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. That was basically our big update. Yeah. Sorry. So much going on. Let's just go ahead and rapid fire. Okay. Through the rest of the updates, just okay. because of time reasons, yeah. um, because we did spend a lot of time on that, but because yeah. it was big, cool. and it's been two weeks, so we have extra updates. Yeah. Crew started swimming lessons. Yep. I love it. Yes. He loves it. It's going great. Cove started walking on the 4th mm-hmm. of July. She just, just stood up and 
took like 10 steps and she hasn't stopped since. Yeah, she loves it. And she looks so cute when she Aww, walks. It's adorable. I love it for her. Love She's it. so proud of herself. Love, love, love. She also got a big girl car seat. Yes. So she's no longer in the infant carrier. We no longer have an infant carrier in our car. It's the first time in three years. <laughs> no. We took it out with crew between crew and cove. Oh, did we? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. And then potty training for crew. I took away the pull-ups during nap time. Yep. He's been doing good during naps, but he's still having accidents overnight. Yep. But other than that, he's potty trained. It's just overnights. Yeah. I heard today that Kim was going to be the new Bachelorette. Kim Kardashian? Yeah. I don't I d- think that's true. I don't know if it's I, okay, true. So listen. So it was a TikTok. There's this new, like, two-turn Tony. He's, like, this TikToker, and he's really funny, but, like, some of his stuff's a little hoochie, you know? And he says he's the next Bachelor. So I think that there's, like, a meme going around where people are saying that they're the next Bachelor Bachelorette. I think it's but fake. I think was, it's a meme. But listen, this was a segment from the Kardashians on Hulu. And it, it was Kim herself. And she said, hey, guys, I'm going to be the next, next Bachelorette. I don't think that's true. I don't know. I'm not claiming it's true, but I'm just saying it I, could be. And be. she's also been running around with your boy. Tom Brady. <laughs> Get it, Tom. That's um, funny. That's so. That's such a freaking so weird. weird couple. Gosh. Tom um, Brady is not my boy, yeah. just so everyone knows. And then I binge watched a show while Josh was sick. Um, the summer I turned pretty. I've been wanting to watch it, and it's really good. And the new season comes out very soon, which I'm excited. Holy crap, and, it comes out in like two days. Yeah, I know. Oh. And if anybody else watches it, DM me so we can talk about it. Yeah. And then I think this is the last thing I was going to talk about is Threads, the new app. Ooh, yeah. Threads. What, do, what are we feeling about Threads? I hate it. <laughs> I like it a lot I because don't like I don't it. like Twitter, but this is like Instagram Twitter, and I feel like I can get down with that. I don't know. I guess I, I, I don't I, – I still have Twitter. Like, I don't – you know, whatever. Yeah. We won't get into all that stuff. <laughs> I've always had Twitter. I don't hate it. But um, something else that happened is we got Netflix back, baby. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we ended up doing the add a person on my mom's account for eight bucks a month. And guess what? We have it back and it makes me so happy. And there's Good. a lot of new shows on there that I want to watch. Uh, also, when I was dying, uh, you know, um, I watched like every single 90s movie. I think I watched like Ace Ventura. I watched Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> I watched The Mask, like all those nostalgic, really feel good movies. I watched all of them. It was super fun. And then I also, when I had strep throat, I binge-watched the entire newest season of 60 Days In, which is a show about people going undercover in prison. I have never watched it before. It was phenomenal. Go watch season six of 60 Days In. Where can they watch that? They can watch that on Hulu. Uh, Anything else? I think that's all I had. That's all I have, too. All right, so now we are going to dig into the meat and potatoes, I think. That's all right. (laughs) Let's stop calling it meat and potatoes. I have called it that, but I hate it. I don't want it to be a tradition. I hate that name. All right. So what do you want to call it? <laughs> you can call it topic or our segment or. All anything. right, everybody. Now we're going to get into our segment talking about 10 things that I wish I knew and 10 things that Sienna wished that she knew before she and I got married. Yeah. And things that you can all think about before you get married or before you propose if you're going to do all that. <laughs> all right. Start us off hot. Clearing. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Um, also, I'm really nervous that Sienna's going to hate these because sometimes I feel like I don't do good at stuff. Where are they at? 
I'm dead serious. I don't see where mine is. Josh, you literally wrote, I got mine done July 8th. All right. 2023. You date stamped it. All right, everybody. I found it. So, you we ready? We good? Yeah. All right. So, these are 10 that I have, and these are not in any random order. I'm just going to do one. Yeah, I was going to say I'm just saying, I'm elaborating to everyone listening that these aren't. 10 in any specific order for me. These are just 10 that I recommend. Right. Um, so the first piece of advice that I wish that I knew and something that CN and I really stand for is that it's okay to fight if you fight fair. Yeah. You said that last week. I, I did? Yeah. Well, that I stand by that. Fighting, arguing, disagreeing, I think is a healthy way to build communication in a relationship. And I stand by that. If you all are in a relationship, it's okay to fight. Do it fairly. Don't name call. Don't push people under. Don't gaslight your partner. Like just treat your partner, treat your treat your significant other with respect and dignity through the fight and take pauses if you if you start getting worked up. But it's okay to fight as long as it's fair. Okay, I think we have three main things with fighting fair. I think number 1, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but number 1 is no cussing. Yep. Because that's not nice. Right. So don't you call each other names like B word or, right. you know, or just don't cuss at all. Number two is no name calling. Yeah. And then number three is don't go like, don't go for the low shots. Yeah. Like one thing that really upsets me is when Josh calls me annoying or says I'm annoying or whatever I did was annoying. <sighs> what? I'm just yeah. saying that is one of the things yeah, that yeah, I don't yeah. like. I don't ever say that. that hurts you, my I never, I literally never say that you're annoying. Anyway, I'm just saying that hurts my feelings a right. lot. Right. And then one of your low balls, like you, everybody has like their low balls. They like, it's like. Their low balls? Their low gut hits. punches. Low, just yeah. say their gut punches. Okay, gut punches. The things that like trigger you. Yeah. It's like, don't call me that. You know what right. I mean? Right. So like, don't say things like that. Okay. Your turn. What's your, what's your first that you want to talk about? So this is something that I honestly, I feel like I didn't put much thought into before we got married, but it's very important. And it's that picking a husband is important, mm-hmm. but you're not just picking a husband, you're picking a dad. Oh, I didn't think you were going to go there. What do you think? I thought you were going to say you're not just picking your husband, you're picking the family too. But I no. didn't, I've never thought about it like that. Right. Because like, it's very important. I, when I was like a teenager, I wrote down on my whole list of like, the things I wanted in a guy, none of those things were really pertaining to fatherhood. And I honestly, like when we were dating, like I knew you were a good guy, which ultimately makes you a good dad. But I wasn't like thinking like, you know what I mean? Going into like, what, how are you going to parent your children? Or right. like, or like looking at you with like putting you with like other like Cameron and Mason, like your like nephews, nephews and nieces to see exact, like we were around them, but I wasn't intentionally looking to see how you acted around them and like mm-hmm. how good of a dad you were going to be. That's Cause that really is smart. very important. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. I really like that. Thank you. Um, number two, I made a cutesy little remark. I said, suck it up buttercup. It's not always about winning. Sometimes you are both wrong. I think that that's huge. I think that you need to go before you get married. Like everyone always says like, Hey, pick your battles. Hey, pick your battles. Like that's, that's fine. But let me just go ahead and say most of the, I I just said it's okay to fight, but like most of the fights that we have 
CNN and I will talk about like a week later. We'll remember how we felt and like like what we did during the fight, but we won't even remember what the fight was about. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the time with fighting, people can both be wrong. There's just a communication error that's happening. Yeah. I think that that's 90% of fights is like Sienna's feeling a certain way, I'm feeling a certain way, and we're not communicating why we're feeling like that. And that's that's just what it is. We're both not wrong. It's not about winning. It's about fixing your relationship. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. It's good. Thanks. More of a team effort. You'd think by like 10 years in, after childbirth, like after all of that, he's seen you at your lowest points, that you would feel like 100% comfortable with each other. And that's not true. Yeah. Like, I honestly thought that, like, after 10 years, like, we would be, like, two peas in a pod. You would know every single thing about me and that you would, like, I would be 100% comfortable around you, saying anything around you, talking about anything around you, yeah, showing you anything, but, like, I'm not. And I'm very, like, I'm not really? saying. Yeah. Like, huh. like, I wouldn't, like, poop around you still. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm not judging you based on what you just said. Because, like, even with, like, this surgery, right? Like, you're like, here, just let me let me help you pee. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, with my little portable urinal. And I'm like, uh. That's exactly what I'm talking about. No. Or, like, you had to, like, help me with my pants. Like, take my pants off to go to the bathroom. Or, like, help me put them back on. And I'm like, I didn't feel comfortable with you doing that. I know. It's that's just, what like, I'm so saying. Weird. Like, you, you would think after so many years... And, like, even after going through, like, childbirth and, like, stuff like that, that you would think that, like, ugh, I'm, like, whatever. Everything's fine. But things are still kind of weird. And, like, even talking about certain things, like, I get nervous to talk to you about some stuff still. Really? Yes. Because you just, like, feel, like, a little shy about it? Yeah, or? yeah. shy. Huh, okay. <laughs> I don't think that's bad. I think that's good advice. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, don't expect that it's just going to everything's going to be totally normal for you to talk about every single thing. Like there's still going to be some taboo things. Yeah. Cool. Is this number this three? Is number three. It is just crucial to keep dating your spouse. Like when you get married, it doesn't just mean like I I'm done putting in the work. We're good. We're married. Like she's going to love me forever and like me. Like, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that the current status, 60% of all marriages end in divorce now, which is 60. I think it is 60%. Look it up right now. Okay. Let's see. What is the current divorce percentage? It is 50% of marriages end in divorce. 50. 50. So That's what I literally thought it was. 50% of marriages end in divorce. Um, and I think a big part of that is because you stop putting in work at some point. And you know, something weird. I don't know if this is judgy or not. All right, let's hear it. But sometimes I hear little snippets of people's relationships, and I think to myself, <laughs> I think to myself, like, oh, yeah, 50% of marriages get a divorce, and that's the couple that's getting a divorce. Like, I feel like I can just tell. Right. Well, here's the thing is, like, I just, like, and I'm not, like, shaming anyone. I'm just, like, when people are, like, yeah, God, my wife's so annoying and stuff like that. Like, why do you why do you think that, man? Like, yeah. like I just, oh, gosh, I just. I need to get out of the house and like, I just need a couple nights a week away to just have me time. Like, really? Yeah. Like, is it not, is it not that good? Like, I understand if you need some you time, like I think you time is super important. That's why I love Sienna going to water aerobics. I think it's super, <laughs> it's, it's good for you. But like, 
you have to escape your significant your life. Yeah, like I'm sorry. Like that's sad. Like yeah. that is legitimately, and I'm not even being mean. Like I'm being serious. Like I'm sorry that you're going through that. Like yeah. that's. I mean, fifty percent of people are not happy, probably. So. And I think that you get unhappy very fast when you stop dating, when you stop showing affection, when you stop showing compassion, when you stop communicating. Yeah. So I keep think, dating your I spouse. I think dates are important, but also like the content of the dates are also important. Yeah. Whether you're getting dressed up or not, conversations if they're deep or just surface level, where you're going if you're doing something that you do every week or if you're trying something new. I think all of that matters. And stay off your freaking phone. Oh my gosh. That is like my biggest thing that makes me so mad. And like I get on my phone every once in a while dates and you do too. And we check in, touch your mom and like things like that or if the baby monitor. Like, we'll check those things. But, like, it drives me wild when I'm at a restaurant with Sienna, like, on a date, and, like, you see multiple couples just literally on their phone the entire time. Yeah. It makes me so – get off your freaking phone. Pay attention to your significant other. Yeah. Sorry. If you're listening, you're like, wow, that's judgy. I don't – I mean, <laughs> just – Maybe if you're the couple just, that is on that, your phone, just try next time. Just instead of saying, like, hey, can we put our phones away for the state? If that seems, like, too much, just – lead by example just put your phone away and i'm sure the other person will follow your lead or make a game out of it be like hey you know like i know we get on our phone but as soon as the main entree comes let's do a challenge where we both set our phones down like we don't touch them until dessert comes right <laughs> that's fun that's a Baby way less steps. that's a way less judgy way to say it i'm <laughs> sorry if you if you like being on your phones and don't like your significant other that's okay i guess <laughs> all right what you got mama okay so this is my number three and this has stemmed from the last two weeks. Okay. Be prepared when an emergency happens for your significant other. Um, because they are leaving their parents. And guess who's next in line? It's you. Especially, like, even if you're the husband or the wife. You will take the place of, like, their mom, basically. Like, you need to know what they're allergic to. Their emergency. You're their emergency person. Now. Yes. Yeah. You, so you need to know their... Like, I know this sounds silly, but, like, make sure you know their phone number. I know with, like, t you know, phones nowadays, you don't always see it or have to put it in a lot. Know their phone number. Know what they're allergic to. Just get the lowdown on their medical history, their family's medical history. It is very important. Like, know what health insurance they have. Right. Know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything. Keep, just throw it in your notes. Or have your significant other just fill out, like, a note section that says, Josh's health. This yeah. is what I'm allergic to. This is my medical insurance. Like, you can do and that really fast. it's better to do it when you're healthy yes. and, like, not in an emergency situation. Yes. So that way you know. And also, like, it doesn't always have to be just in an emergency situation. Like, I know Josh has indigestion issues. I know that Pepsid helps. So guess what? If we're going on a vacation, I'm going to pack Pepsid for him. That's my like, girl. Just in case. That is my girl. So, like, things like that. Like, you might have to play the role of their mom sometime, and that's okay. It's not always just about love and communication and everything like that. Like, marriage is about being their person, like, their number one. Yeah, it's their I, – I like it, the emergency contact thing. Like, in their phone, like, you can only put in one emergency contact, and that's what you are, you know? Yeah. So, so be advice. prepared for that. Good advice. Gosh, you're good at this. All right. So, I said romance slash – physical, emotional needs, whatever, I'm just going to call it romance, isn't defined by one person in the relationship. It's defined by both of you. And you need to learn and understand your partner's love language. It is so, so important. Sienna and I 
both have different love languages. Yeah, as most couples do. Yeah. And it's like research finds that you try to give love in the way that you like to receive love, right? So like I am a physical touch, words of affirmation kind of person. Sienna is a quality time yep. person. When I before I understood love languages, I would say, let me like give you physical uh, like hugs and kisses and touching your shoulder and like being sweet like that. And telling you all these things, like how pretty you are. But in reality, that's not what you needed. That's what I needed. You just really wanted me to spend time with you all the time. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but you need to make sure that you also can understand what you need yourself so that you can communicate that and articulate that to your partner. I love that. And they might change. Yeah. They're not always the same. Yeah. I really think that in the beginning of our relationship, I think physical touch was like so much higher for me. Mm-hmm. And now, really, words of affirmation just, it really hits me in, like, yeah. the soft spot. Like, And I feel like once you become parents, it might change. Yeah. Or maybe too. something happens in your relationship, or maybe yeah. anything happens in your life, and it can change. Yeah. So just keep in touch, which is kind of my next one, too. So, <laughs> like, cool. No sneak peeks. My number four was having to do with physical intimacy. Oh, same. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, well, my, remember, I just did physical. You said, I said romance, romance, and you were talking about the love languages. You have a long time to explore your physical intimacy. Enjoy the flirting phase. Mm. Yeah. Because in beginning of relationships, you're all excited and like you're flirting hardcore and like things can escalate fast. Things are spicy. Things can escalate fast. And I feel like this is a regret I have of our relationship. We had premarital sex and I wish we would have waited. Right. Like not only for a spiritual level. A thing, but also like just to enjoy that flirting time in the beginning of our relationship, because like once you do it, there's no going back. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And like you have your like we've been together for eleven years now. Like we've had so long to do that, but like how long did we have just to flirt before that happened? Right. Like not that long. Right. And I wish we would have cherished that moment a little bit more. And just slow down. Yeah. You don't agree? No, I do. I think Here's it's my special. Thing. Here's my thing. I mean, I'm just like, I don't, you know, I, I knew when I was younger that I, and this is so funny because if any of my high school friends are listening, I lied about so much. I was a high school boy. But let me tell you, I knew that like before I ended up being with someone all the way, I wanted that person to be special. And I had it done it with anyone else besides Sienna. Um, Sienna was my first and my last. I don't. I I do not regret the fact that it happened before marriage because I honestly, honestly, honestly thought that when that happened that we would get married. I do. I understand where you're coming from. So like, like you me, knew like, I was your person. You yeah, knew we were getting married. Yeah. So like, I, I get what you're saying. Like, I wish that, like, I, I wish that ironically that it, it might've been in, when we got married, but at the same time, like I knew, and I don't care what anyone says. Like, you're like, you didn't know. Like, no, I knew. And 11 years later, five years of marriage and two kids, I knew that Sienna and I were going to be long-term because I had never felt that way about someone. And I could tell that, Sienna loved me. But yeah, no, I like it. I think it's not a bad answer. Just really cherish those kisses, those late night kisses. And yeah, you can't never, you can never go back to that. I I think that's cute. 
to like just getting butterflies when you kiss. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's not that's not bad advice. That's good advice. Um, my next one is I feel like we as people are so fast to just assume the worst. And this is something Sienna and I talk about a lot. If something's wrong in your relationship, just really try to assume the best, not the worst. And when your significant other does something and you're like, why would they do that? That's so mean. Assume the best. So assume that, hey, maybe I'm thinking this, maybe I'm thinking this too fast. Uh, maybe I'm assuming the worst. Maybe he had good intentions or maybe she had good intentions. Um, and we do that a lot, like where we say, like, I'm sorry, I, I assume the worst. Or, I heard really good advice about this the other yeah, day, let's actually. Hear it. So, like, I feel like I assume the worst a lot about you. No offense, but don't when you say that. I, like, didn't, I, I didn't think that, but no, okay. Uh, like, I do. Good to know. I feel like that's one of my, like, downfalls. Yeah. A little bit is, like, I do assume the worst of you sometimes. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm hearing you. I didn't know this. What do you mean you didn't know this? You always are telling me like, don't assume the worst. Like you always assume the well, worst. Well, yeah, just because like we we always preach that to each other. Like we need to just assume the best for each other. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. So, anyways, I feel like I do assume the worst okay. of you sometimes. Okay. And I think it's one of my downfalls. But they were saying like your friends, like you don't assume the worst, like. And that's true for me for like strangers and like my friends and my family. I always assume the best because I feel like I'm a positive person. I like to, you know, I have that outlook on life. Like, right. oh, they probably didn't ignore me. They're just busy or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. But they're like, give your husband the same respect as you do the other people. Why do you think that you assume the worst with me? Do you think it's kind of like a trust thing? Do you think it's a me thing? What do you think it is? I don't know. But like mm -hmm. tonight when you like, you know, made, made eyes at me, I'm like, what? You're like, nothing. I was just looking at you. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm like, what, what does he have a problem with now? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Hmm. Your turn. Okay. Number five for me. So the big things are fun. Obviously, you look like you're looking forward to your honeymoon, your first vacation married. You're looking forward to buying a house and having kids and all of that fun stuff. But in between those big milestone days is a thing called life yeah. and your daily routine together is what makes up the majority of your marriage, not right. the big moments, not the week long vacation, but every single day going to work, seeing each other at home, having dinner. So treat those moments, honestly, a little bit more precious and be more grateful for those day to day things because that does make up the majority of your marriage. I love that. That's great. So number six for us, for me, is I feel like something Sienna and I do every single weekend. We ask each other, like, what's your hopes and dreams? Like, what do you want to do this weekend? Like, what's what's something you really hope that we can do, you know? Um, and so, um, so I just want to talk about your hopes and dreams, right? Like, check in on your significant other's goals. Like, what are their hopes? What are their dreams? Both long-term and short term, like what do they need out of life? What do they need out of their relationship? Keep checking in on them because that's going to change, right? And you need to make sure that they're feeling fulfilled because if a person starts to feel unfulfilled, that can drastically impact not only their mental health and things like that, but also your relationship, how yeah. they see themselves. Like maybe really they're really good about checking in. Yeah, I mean. And, I some, try, really. and sometimes the person might not even know until they get asked the, that, that question. Right. You know what I mean? They might not know how they feel until you like ask them that. And they're like, oh, 
you know? And, yeah, I mean, I feel like I had just so many hopes and dreams and goals, and, like, I was like, I want to do this, 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 and this. I want to get my bachelor's, master's, and doctorate, and da 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 you know? And, like, it's just super important, like, you both have hopes and dreams. Yeah. Check in on your significant other. See what they want. Like, it's yeah. not all about you, so. That's good. Cool. Okay, number six for me is that the fights that you went through in your dating slash engagement slash I know a lot of people say the first year of marriage is rough. Those fights are going to set you up for success in the future. Mm-hmm. It might not feel like it, but you're setting boundaries within your mm-hmm. relationship with every fight. You're coming out clearer about how you feel about certain things. You're learning from your mistakes. And it, it might take more than just one fight. You might make mistakes. You might forget. But it will build you up a foundation for your marriage of like what to do, what not to do, and how each other's handle how each other handles different situations and trigger points for each other and everything like that. So it's not for nothing. It really does make you stronger and it makes fights, I think, easier when you do when you are together for longer periods of time. I love that. That kind of plays into mind too. Number seven for me is Good vibes, good things, good moments happen, and hard times will pass. Like, and that's something that I had to think a lot about is, like, the past two weeks have been very, very hard for me on, like, not only, like, my physical health, but, like, also my mental health. It's, it's been rough, and I, I've cried so much in the past two weeks from being in pain. I think every day. To being sad, <laughs> to just being emotional. Like, it's been a lot. And um, in your relationship, you have to be there check in, be present, enjoy those kisses, those good moments, those good vibes, those sweet things that happen between you and your partner, and also just embrace those hard times and really do the same thing. Be present, be mindful, be there for them as much as possible. Sienna is just a freaking rock star for how present she was over the past two weeks. And honestly, I know that Sienna and I are great parents, because our kids both even cove they were extra sweet to dad oh, wanting yeah. snuggles crew was like i'm gonna he's like you need to drink your water crew was taking care of you he literally kept bringing me water he'd sneak me chocolate to try to <laughs> cheer me up and he'd eat it like he'd bring it in and be like hey have that's a bite. why he was giving it to you i know because i'd be like no buddy you can have it like, oh, but he really was he was bringing you your walker my water like he, he literally yeah. he told me one day he's like you need to drink your water so you can feel good yeah it's so sweet and he'd like touch my he's face like, go and get some like, rest yeah <laughs> and like i'd feel sad like i'd start getting like choked up be like all right guys i gotta go to bed you know yeah. i gotta go look, daddy's gotta go rest and he's like all right go rest <laughs> i'm like all right That's sweet little turd so good vibes come hard times pass whether you think it or not you will grow and you will change yep. throughout your relationship, your marriage. So you will change. Really, anything can change. Your appearance can change. The way you think about certain things can change. And you really might not think about it. Like coming from me, I am like very set in my values and my morals. I have been for a very long time. And like even some of those things can change. It really is like crazy. So like if you're just like expecting your partner to stay the exact same, I think it's a little naive to think that your partner will not change. 
and will be the same person. And I think it's important that as you do change and as you do like, like, I feel like you can kind of start to think, like, I feel like you can kind of feel like when things start to change within you, like, hmm, I kind of want to like start doing this and like, you know what I mean? I'm kind mm-hmm. of like into this now. Bring your partner along with you. Yeah. So like tell them about the things that are starting because once you're so deep in and then you have to like say it, like that's like, I feel like that's more awkward. weird and awkward, a little awkward. Yeah. yeah. So like I think as an example, like there's this podcast that I told Josh, to, I want, I was like, I think you should really listen to this because this family kind of lives like the way I, I feel like, I feel like we might align with. Right. Yeah. It's so, like I started seeing this and I'm like, I kind of like this. So then, of course, I'm like, Josh, I think you need to listen to this just so we can like, I like this. And maybe you'll like see what you think about this just so we can be on the same page or like things like that. Yeah. Or like if you're like something spiritually has started to change, you know what I mean? Just be like, I'm thinking about like, I think I'm becoming more spiritual or like I think I want to start going to church or I think I want to, you know, like. I mean, it could be drastic. Like, I, I've talked something. to Zana, like, I was like, I think I want to be Catholic. Yeah, so, right? like, like, just, it, it, it can, can be, be major. It can be major, it can be small. That's, I mean, dang, Sienna, you're killing this. This That's such <laughs> good advice, because people change. Like, I feel like we are just so different than who we were when we first started dating. Like, we our are style, and we're not, you know? I, yeah, we're the same, but we're totally different, too. It's so weird and I so know. interesting. Our style's different. Like, I feel like the way that we handle ourselves is different, like, or maturity, obviously. It's just wild. So, and yeah, if you no, think about it, especially so right. with, like, high school relationships, yeah. like, you're going to grow up and find, like, who you are more and, like, find what you vibe with more. Yeah, and you're going to grow up. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, don't expect them to fit in the same mold as they used to or the same box. Just right. just take them along with you on the ride. Yeah. When you, when you love someone, you're going to understand that change is okay. Yeah. Just make sure that you... Like, if you have boundaries and expectations, just make sure that those are still being communicated. Right. Yeah. Number eight, I said, it's good to be real and raw with your partner. Yeah. I think that you, you tell them the, the nasties, like, the bad moments. Like, I think that if you're struggling, share that. Yeah. If you're hurting, share that. If something that they do makes you upset, share that. Like, we literally, we're going to cut it out of the podcast, obviously. You're not going to get to hear it. But Sienna, like, talked to me sharply when we were recording this podcast. She said, what? Like, really harsh? That hurt my feelings, right? Well, I just told her. Like, I'm like, hey, listen. I know this is awkward, but, like, the way you just talked to me, I felt was mean. You know? Share that. Be real with each other. And raw. Yeah. Number eight. You might have to work on things that you never have before. Mm -hmm. Or things that used to come easy to you. This is very important, I feel like, because when you're entering a marriage, like, some, you kind of already have, like, your, I don't know, the things you fight about over and over again, and, like, the common miscommunication fights, mis-expectation fights, blah, 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 blah. But let's just say you've always been great with finances. There might come a day where you struggle arguing about finances. Right. It might happen. You, even if you've never had to work on it before in your marriage or your whole relationship, if that's never been a pain point for you guys, it might come up and yet it might just all of a sudden be a new thing because you're constantly evolving in those areas. All right. Number nine, I said, don't strive to have someone else's relationship, but never be scared to have a relationship mentor. 
I like that. Yeah. I have people in my life that I've looked up to uh, for their relationship for different reasons, right? Um, as I've gotten older, like, I, I think every single relationship has pros and cons. Like, right? So even right. some of the best relationship models that I have out there, like, some of the things that they do isn't perfect, right? Right. And even us, like, I mean, I know it's wild to think, but not everything <laughs> that we do is perfect, right? It's kind of like you pick and choose from every relationship. Yeah, so, like, I think that you don't need to strive for someone else's relationship. Like, you need to say, my relationship is goals. Like, have that mindset that you and your spouse or significant other is, like, y'all are top goals. Like you're I completely cream agree. Cream of the crop. But you can have people that you look up to and, yeah. like, be like, oh, man, that's really cool that this person does it this way or I want to be more like that. So. Yeah. I, I heard a quote once that I really loved, and it was that in every stage of life, you should have a mentor and also mentees. And like so that. I like that a lot. People that you look up to in your relationship, not just relationship based, but it could be about anything. And then also people below you that you help. Number nine, you won't remember everything, even the most special moments. Sometimes older people make it sound like they remember every single detail that's ever happened to them in every stage of life and they can whip it out of their brain like it's in their back pocket. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thursday, August 8th of 1962. It was a cloudy. But I'm here to yeah. tell you, I don't know if our brains just don't work the same Social in this day and age. If that, yeah, if TikToks has just literally melted our brains. But you will not remember everything. And it's important to try to document those things, I think. So, like, you think you're going to remember your whole wedding day. You won't. Mm-hmm. You think you're going to remember all the details about like when your first child is born, you won't like, I feel You're like gonna I remember the, some of the big moments of those moments. Yes. But not, not everything. Like I think that some people make it seem like they do. Yeah. So like, yeah, I feel like we just have like some like expectations. Like I always thought like, Oh my gosh, of course when crew, like when my first born, I'm going to remember everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. You just don't. So, like, write down those things, take videos, take lots of pictures, just document the heck out of it so that way you can look back and remember those things if you want to. Yeah. Because you you won't remember everything. So, number 10 for me uh, is something that I learned during marriage counseling with our pastor, uh, Pastor Charlie, and he said that you just have to keep Christ center and, like, as the foundation as marriage and... um this is 10 things that I wish I knew before I got married. And this is actually something I learned right before I got married. And like, you always think like, no, I put my spouse first. Like I put my significant other first no, over anyone or anything. Like, no, like in your marriage, like you should definitely put Christ first so that you have something and someone to always lean on to when your marriage, when things are rocky, like you can resort back to that. Um, because your love is going to be in seasons, right? Like there's going to be hot, fiery moments and there's going to be moments that are more cool and not as fiery and flamey. Um, the love is always going to be there, right? But in my opinion, in my belief, Christ is always there. And that, that love from Christ is always fiery. And so if you need him and you keep that centered in your relationship, he's going to pull through if you ask him for help. So I'll land on this one. So this is actually something that we learned from Charlie as well. Oh, okay. I like it. (laughs) So 
And it's Pastor ex- Charlie. <laughs> it's expectations. I think that this is my biggest takeaway I got from pre-marital counseling. And he, I'm just going to tell this story that he told me because it really resonated with me. He said he was having a really busy work day one time and he like did not have a lot of time to be with his wife that day or see her, you know? So he like had like a 15 minute break within his day. So he ran to the grocery store, got her like her favorite soda or favorite treat or something. Do you remember the story? Mm-mm. Anyway, he ran to the grocery store, got her her favorite treat, dropped it off really quick. He's like, here, I've been thinking about you today. Like I got you this. And she was upset. And he's like, why are you upset? He's like, I literally just went out of my way to do this for you. And she's like, I wish you would have used those 15 minutes to just come sit and talk with me. Cause that was her quality. Her quality time was her love language. Yeah. And she's like, I don't care about gifts. Like gifts is my last on my love language list. Right. And she's like, but it would have meant a lot more to me if you just would have came and sat here and talked to me for 15 minutes instead yeah. of going to the store and doing all of this that I don't really care about. And so I think that expectations are just really big in a relationship, not just love languages, but like for the holidays, like mother's day, father's day, like birthdays maybe you had like parents who went all out for your birthday and then you're expecting your spouse to do that but you didn't say anything and they just get you like a cupcake in the morning and that's it and you're like what but maybe that's all they did with their family right you know so i think that if you just clearly state your expectations beforehand you don't have to fight about them later yeah i love that okay that's really good awesome cool well, hey, we just want to say thank you so much, seriously, for joining us for another double date. This is literally like one of our favorite times of the week. I know that it's literally one of my favorite times. Every single time we have microphone issues, Sienna and I spend the first 20 minutes like annoyed about the mics, and then we <laughs> always want to kill each other for about 10 seconds because she's always like, you're being negative, and I'm always stressed out. But you know what? We really do love these moments, and we love that you get to join us every single week. Um, before we exit out, I just wanted to say, that we know we just threw a lot of information at you. And obviously everybody's going to kind of take pick and choose what they take from it. But like, if you did have something that stuck out to you, like write it down. So you remember it for later. Even if you don't journal, that's fine. Just put it in your notes on your phone, do something easy. So you can look back on that and think about those things, share them with your spouse. So that way you guys are on the same page when you're growing, listening to this, share it with them. So they're growing with you. And thanks for listening to our advice. We're obviously not perfect, no. but we can at least share what we've been through and what we've learned. Do us another favor. And if you enjoyed this podcast and you enjoyed our advice, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you're listening on. Uh, and just please leave a comment because that really does help us out. And do us a favor. Send us a screenshot of you doing that. And what we're going to do is we're going to send you that PDF that Sienna made of a beautiful graphic. 20 curated summer summer loving dates, um, 10 at home, 10 out on the town uh, to just really spice things up and keep things not vanilla in your relationship. Yeah, so you can send that screenshot over to our Instagram at ours.yours.podcast. And every single person that leaves us a review, we'll get that for free. And, and it's super cute. Summer is coming to an end, everybody. Yeah. We know we're in the final stretch. So let's get those date nights going, baby. Yeah, baby. Leave (laughs) us a review. Get on there. We want to send you this graphic, dude.
and um, we are so sorry about our audio. Yeah, we Especially know. Especially last, know. We last know. episode. We are trying to work on it. We're new to this, so give us some <laughs> grace. <laughs> um, but we know it's not... Prime. Yeah, it's not prime. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. But since you stuck around and we love y'all, we're going to bounce soon. But before we bounce, let me just tell you, I am so excited for our podcast next week, Sienna. We are playing the newlywed game. We're newlyweds five years. (laughs) It's not newlywed at all. Oh, that's funny. We're old. Oh, yeah. So, like, that's the funny, like, I wanted to wrap that up really fast before we leave. (laughs) I keep making fun of Sienna for being old. And I just had hip surgery, y'all. So, Dr. Claire, I don't know if y'all know I'm a doctor. So, anyways, thanks for coming. We love y'all. See you next week for your favorite double date. See you then.